Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. We're starting out great. We're starting <laughs> off with, with Travis Scott here. Welcome back, y'all. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, you didn't understand that. I don't listen. To Travis Scott. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Anyways, we're we're on that Donda hype, guys. Donda, Donda. Hey, yeah. Donda, wait, wait, Donda. wait, wait, Donda, Donda. Asthma. How to hit it? Yo, someone just got. Just the shivers in their car. <laughs> yeah. I apologize for that. I don't. <laughs> Anyways, um, so this week we have actually a special guest. Drum roll, please. So our guest is none other than is it the leader of our children's ministry? She's technically the leader. Hey, she's a, yeah, she's a she's a leader of our children's kids ministry. It's Cassie. Cassie, Miss Penny in the building. She's our boss on Sundays. Yeah. Okay, that's a little strong. <laughs> <laughs> I watched her hit Iowa with a ruler. Oh, okay, yes. that definitely did not happen. Mm-hmm. I got Thank camera you. footage. I must have lost Photoshop. my room. Yeah, yeah, that's our hard shit. That's our hard shit. I think it's just been on my heart lately to talk about our topic for this week is talking about bring up the next generation of the church. And it's crazy, too. Because I came up with this topic, and then our pastor, Pastor Zane, which if you guys remember from previous episodes, he was also a guest, has been talking about this in the church too, yeah. talking about bringing up the next generation, how how important it is. And I think I thought there was no better guest than Cassie to to kind of share some insight, especially her being our boss on Sundays. <laughs> he tried um, to get that raise. <laughs> <laughs> Please put me in Tinder. I like so. it where I'm at right now. Um, but I thought there was no better than her, you know, someone who's always surrounded. Um, and just, you know, she she really devotes her whole life to to this kid ministry. Um, but before that, let's you you know the drill, guys. We got a new guests, one minute testimony. We have a special Yay. buzzer. Boom. Let's go. Travis Bye. Scott edition. <laughs> We're going on your cue. So when you start, that's when we start. All right. Deep breath. Okay. Um, so I was born and raised in a Christian household. Um, I, our saying back in my old church was pop right out on the back pew. Like literally I was born into that church. I went to that church every Sunday. I participated in every event. And I also, <laughs> Yo, let talk. I also grew up uh, doing kids ministry. Literally as soon as I aged out, like fifth grade, I became like, you know, like a junior volunteer or whatever. I did every kids camp, every VBS. Um, I was in kids ministry. I was in nursery and preschool, all the things. Um, so Kidman literally has been my entire life. Um, around 2016 um to 2019 i went through a little bit of a hard time after high this is like post high school in college um pretty much just got really stagnant um uh my old church things were kind of weird it was a weird time and i just wasn't doing my part to uphold my relationship with christ Mm. um so anyways that was pretty rough fast forward i jump into new life i jump in both feet i am here now leading kids ministry and we have a great group of friends surrounding me so Finish right on time. Wow, that's good. That's crazy. I didn't even know that she spent her whole life doing kids ministry. 
basically, yeah. She was bossing around those eighth graders. The oh, graders. it was honestly <laughs> hilarious because I was like, I mean, guys, I'm vertically challenged. We all know this. Yeah. Nothing's changed. Over this, yeah. <laughs> so I was like the tiniest little like sixth grader, like oh in gosh. kids ministry, like teaching the first through fifth graders. And I was the smallest one still. So <laughs> I can picture yeah, it. Y'all do not yeah. know that Ashley is literally six foot five. What, yeah. <laughs> what yes. was the, the phrase you used in the <laughs> Popped out the back pew? That's what like, I was going to say like, to describe someone who's literally born into the church. We were literally born into the church. They were popped out the Like you really should be expecting. Yeah, it's your first day at this church. You see a woman get on all fours. <laughs> Pop a baby out, get back up, and praise no. the Lord. <laughs> She's still carrying the baby. <laughs> and everybody's like, "Yeah, this is." They have like a little whiteboard and they just erase the number of the population increased by one. <laughs> That's funny. Right. Anyway, let's get into it. Hey, it's your boy Trevor. Hey, yo. Hey, y'all. Roy D. And Nikki G. And this is just talking. All right, guys. So, like I said, our topic for this week: bring up the next generation of the church. Um, I think it's a very pressing matter, uh, especially at our times right now. And it's something that we as Christians tend to kind of overlook. Yeah, we live in a generation, and we've been talking about this in, in almost all of our past previous episodes. But we've been we living in this we live in a current time where it's all about us. Mm-hmm. Everything's all about me. The me movement. The the, the we movement, the the you do you boo, you know all that you stuff. Do you, boo. But we, and, and and sometimes we even bring that mentality to church. Yeah, right. Yeah. We're like we're the most important people in the church right now. You know, like without me there is no church. Without me there is no attendance. Without me there is no helpers. But what we tend to to miss the point is mm-hmm. who is the next generation, right? When we leave the church, mm-hmm. who takes over? Yeah, like, yeah. exactly. So. Um, it's kind of just been on my heart because I think especially a lot of with a lot a lot of things going on in the world right now we we tend to as Christians we tend to forget who is the most important um, part of the church and it's, it's the next generation right without them there is no legacy of the church without them there is yeah. no future church um, and I think and I love New Life because they put such an emphasis on that next generation um, and it's it's a lot it's a lot less of it's all about me and a lot more of, hey, we need to focus on this next generation. We bring focus on these Zoomers. Exactly. <laughs> Gotta bring them up right, you know? Yeah. Because um, it's not even just talking about the next generation, but how to bring them up. Yeah. And so I think, especially with Cassie here, this is the best possible guest we could have brought on to talk about this topic. Um, so let's just get it started. Like, very, very simple. Oh. Who is the next generation of the church? Like, you guys might be asking, like, yo, like, this guy keeps talking about the next generation. Who is the next generation? Like, and I sent I sent everyone a note, and it's funny because I literally put because I was like I know someone's gonna try to overthink this. It's a very simple question, guys. One sentence. Yeah. So who answer. is the next generation? 
of the church? I'll go first. The children, a.k.a. the kids who tried to eat Tide Pods. <laughs> we remember that. It was the next generation. Yep. That's what we got. Man. Starting off strong. <laughs> <laughs> Kept it simple and sweet. I, I, so I don't put it as in like Gen Z, Gen X, mm-hmm. millennials, all that. I count the next generation as anybody that's younger than you. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's all good. right. Reading my mind. That's oh, okay. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly okay. I, I like saying. the different takes that we're going from this. I'm yeah. going to go. <laughs> shoot, I'm going to go a different route. Um, <laughs> I know. I know. I'm calling an audible. I'm calling an audible. I'll say for me, I believe the next generation are those who are new in the faith. Mm. Oh, that's good. Okay. Okay. We're talking, yo, age young. I like Spiritually young. That's good. I like that. I'm going to reiterate what Nick said. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Anybody who's younger than you, I mean, it's not limited to Mm -hmm. youth or kids. It even goes as far as like babies, toddlers. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll go next. Um, So I... We phrase that question. I want to answer that. Yeah. Who is the next generation of the church? Okay. The next generation of the church are the embers of the of the next wildfire. Ooh. I love oh. So fancy. So, but what I mean by that, and I won't, I won't make this long and, and, and lengthy, but what I mean by that is is just the, the next people to be part of that of the of the of revival of the next the next wildfire yeah. of, of spreading the gospel of, of, yeah. of jesus yeah. christ so for instance that goes for our, the younger generations below us mm-hmm. that goes for people who are new to their faith mm-hmm. um because it's it's like a it's like um going to going to college you can get some you can get freshmen who are like 18 in mm-hmm. the same class as people who are 32 yeah. Yeah. yeah but they're both coming in at the same time yeah so embers of next yeah. wildfire that's that's perfect that's I, my answer was literally all of y'all's like my answer is just literally just like the people who, who are like young. whatever whatever Trevor I owe Nick everything that they said just say that that's Again, my answer. I'm, yeah. I'm looking at his notes and on the script here it does say that Leon agrees with the Tide Pod remark and that that was serious. So yeah. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think the, y'all described perfectly. The next generation church is physically but also spiritually people who are younger. You know, people who are new to 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 this church, new to their faith, and, yeah. And even even the young kids who come in, but even as Corey and and Io mentioned, mm-hmm. the people who who come in and maybe they've never heard of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, they are still young, and they are still the next generation of this church because, yeah. like I like I mentioned earlier, when we leave, um, and when I'm saying leave, I'm saying we go back to heaven. You know, we go into heaven. We, we meet in God. You know, yeah. when we're gone from this church, who's taking who's up the next left? mantle? You right. know. Um, obviously we would love to stay in this church forever and ever and ever. That's a dream, right? Yeah. But also the dream is, no, I'm trying to go to heaven. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like that's, that's the ultimate dream. And, you know, people will come and go, but yeah. Yeah. we have to make sure that we're passing down the mantle to the right people. Mm-hmm. You know, um, whoever we pass it down to, they're taking up on the next church and they're not well prepared. Guess what? Now this church is, um, in an example of Corey, if we're not giving it to the embers of a wildfire and we're giving it to dying, dying coals, coals mm. that fire will never become lit, Un- unless it's lit. unless you know the Holy Spirit <laughs> comes and lights But anyways, that's perfect. Moving on to to our um, our second question, and I think this is really a good question. Why yeah. is it so important to lead 
or feed or bring up the next generation of God's people or the next, like the, the next generation. Why is it so important? I think we should let the ladies go first. I yeah. think so too. Well, actually that like segues right into um, the first thing that I was, had on my heart to talk about, which directly piggybacks right off of what we just talked about. Um, who's going to be here when we're gone. And mm-hmm. so it's really important to, to train these kids up, right. And, or train, you know, kids, young people, new believers to train them up, right. Um, and well, because eventually they're going to be in our spot. They're going to be training the next generation. Um, and it's just really important that we, you know, take, do our due, due diligence to complete that mission. And in that aspect of sharing the gospel, that way they can continue to share the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's good. Yeah, I, I want to share a verse real quick that I, I, I was reading. It's in Isaiah chapter 54, verse 13. Um, and it's it's so simple, but it's also just a really good reminder of why it's so important. Um, and it says, all your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. Yeah. And something that when I was reading this that I remember was, um, actually, the Just Talking group, we had talked to Zane after service, uh, I think, oh, yeah. two weeks ago. We are talking to him, and he was mentioning something. He goes, you know the difference, what the world, can, you know, one thing that the world can't offer, you know, that, that Jesus Christ can offer, but that the world will never, ever be able to replicate and offer us, mm-hmm. is peace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that really stuck with me, and especially when I read this, I was like, oh, my goodness. Zane, are you here? <laughs> um, but like, he's like, yeah. It's me. I'm in the bathroom, Zane. Come on. <laughs> you gotta stop. But it's something that when I was reading this, I was like, dude, like this, this really shows the importance of, of bringing up our next generation because when we teach them and they're being taught by the Lord, mm-hmm. we're bringing them peace, right? Because it says that all the children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children, right? When they're bringing, when, when we're, bring them up by the Lord that they there will be peace yeah. Yeah. from the Lord. And that's so important because that's something like it just goes to show you like the importance of bringing them up in, in the right way as well, you know, because if, if we don't, they will never get that peace. Yeah. Right. Because they, they can never attain that peace from the world. Yeah, definitely. Especially with the way the world's going. Like we can all agree that things that are happening now, we would have never, like foresaw this coming when we were kids like who thought that you know in the year 2021 we'd be in a global pandemic and all these crazy things would be oh, happening be so <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here watching kids next door billy and mandy <laughs> yo never thought we'd be in line, bro right i mean you guys remember like you know what was on our hearts and our minds as kids and mm. you know it definitely wasn't all these adult things but to see how the kids are affected by the pandemic like at school and everything like that yeah, yeah. and so that aspect of peace is so important because kids have worries too, whether we think about it or not. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, the worries that are on kids' hearts and minds now, personally, I think they're so much greater than things that we had to deal with. And it's like, you know, if we can instill that peace from a young age, we can train them and teach them that they can have that Christ-given peace despite Mm -hmm. what's going on around them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, going, going kind of off that, um, it's kind of, you know, Cassie kind of like hit it on the, on the nail there of, as kids, we never would have thought that this would have happened. We never yeah. thought in a million years, like when we were this age, that this is where we would be at, right? Yeah, sure. Um, and so I kind of want to like tell this like weird story. I think Zane said it in one of his sermons, but it's we about like, this. We like Zane a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Shout out Zane. laughs> um, but he's talking about this orange tree farmer 
And what he would do is when he would plant these new trees, these baby trees, what he would do is he would actually um, pull back on watering them. So he would little by little take away the water, right? And so all the the farmers would kind of like crack jokes, make fun of him, like, what are you doing? You're, you're kind of killing your, your trees here. And what's happening is when he was taking back that water, they were actually growing slower, right? And so they're yeah. like, you're ruining your crops here. And what the farmer was doing and the other farmers, what they didn't know is when he was taking away that water, the trees were forced to dig their roots down deeper into mm-hmm. the soil. Yeah. And so when, when, you know, 10 years come by, these are full grown trees and a drought comes over the country. These orange trees were the only ones that survived because at a young age, their roots were buried so far deep into the ground that they were able to obtain the water. Um, and so going off of some like verses with that is talking about um, Colossians 2, 7, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as ye have been taught, bounding therein with thanksgiving. Shout out to, yeah, shout out, shout out to <laughs> IO for that one. But we go into NIV because it's a little bit easier for me. Um, and this one's going to be Ephesians three seventeen, So that in Christ may dwell in your heart uh, through faith. And I pray uh, that you being rooted and established in love. And I'll put those in the, in the notes for you. But, um, but you know, why, why is it important that we raise up this next generation? Because if, if we never in a, in a million years would have imagined how bad the world has gotten, hmm. just imagine how much worse it's going to get. And they're going to, yeah. these kids are going to have it way harder than every single one of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. Um, yeah. Cause this world is just, it's a snowball and we can't stop it at this point. It's rolling. Yeah. Yeah. And all we can do is prepare them for that, uh, that avalanche that's coming down. Yeah. Um, so, you know, why is that important? Cause we need to get their, their roots down deep. Cause when, mm. when they go into the world, it ain't gonna be pretty, you know. Yeah, um, that's crazy too. Because I remember my parents always tell me when I was growing up, they're like, "Man, like things are so much different from when I was mm-hmm. a kid." You know, like right. back in my age. Yeah, they were always be like, age. you know, like you have it, you Walks have it pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was like, I was like, well, yeah, this, I guess this is kind of hard. You know, like, <laughs> shoot, they're like, yeah, like you know, watching SpongeBob eating cereal. Yeah, this is yeah, <laughs> this is tough, mom. Eating like, Todd Puffs now. Yeah, like, it's hard. <laughs> like that's crazy. Like, and it's. Like, kind of like what it's gonna be a never-ending cycle right it's it's never gonna get easier and easier and then right? oh, man and even in the past like half decade we that that's so evident we can see how mm-hmm. half yeah how things have changed yeah. for the absolute worse yeah you know yeah. um so i'm gonna answer your question in its entire in its entirety um why it's important to lead feed but also bring up the next generation of, of mm-hmm. god's people in the church and so uh i'm gonna start with this uh with this quote from Napoleon Bonaparte, which he's uh, uh, he's a French military leader. Um, fun fact: he only had one testicle. That Why is would you bring that up? avocado. He had one avocado. 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 Which still works. It's <laughs> all <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> lopsided too. <laughs> Anyways, so um, so he uh, the quote goes: "I know men, and I tell you that Jesus Christ is no mere man." So fun fact: uh, Napoleon Bonaparte. Throughout his entire life, he's always like referenced Jesus Christ. Now, I think he was very skeptic, also like somewhat agnostic, but he still referenced him mm-hmm. quite heavily. Um, yeah. And he said, I know, and I tell you that Jesus Christ is no mere man. Between him and every person in the world, there is no possible term of comparison. Alexander, Caesar, Charlemagne, and I have founded empires, but on what did we, did we rest the creations of our genius? Upon force. Mm. Jesus Christ founded his empire upon love. And at this hour, millions of men would die for him. Yeah. Um, and that's, and that's, and I think that's like the perfect, one of the perfect ways of, 
of building up, of feeding the next generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, God calls us to love one another, you know, yeah. and to build up each other out of compassion. Um, mm-hmm. And even at times when we need to correct, still, yeah. that, still do that in a loving manner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, I, I like research a little bit today. And um, Abraham, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? Yeah. They are a prime example of of generations building on generations on generations, yeah. right? Yeah. God promised Abraham something way back when, right? And mm-hmm. Abraham didn't understand it. He was like, "Yo, I'm confused. Help me out." Um, but let me let me let me refer back to my notes real quick. Oof. Oof. As Give us a fun fact about Napoleon Another one. He was actually very short. I think everyone knows that. Yes. Oh, fun fact. Actually, I do have one. I thought Napoleon Dynamite was Napoleon Bonaparte's name. Oh. So I thought I thought he was named after. So on a test, I wrote Napoleon Dynamite purchased the Louisiana Purchase. I kid you not. I thought it was the same. I knew it was obviously different people, but I thought like Napoleon Bonaparte. Napoleon Dynamite, I thought it was the same person. Just stick That's to crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, the Wait. Theory. Yeah, his hand. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, yeah, I want to hear this theory actually. I want to hear this. It's like something like his hand was always cold. And that's why he kept it in there. Oh, and it's, it's but then bad. like there's also like another theory like it was a diseased hand. So that's why. Oh, like, I, I don't. Know. There's a lot of theories about oh. Napoleon Bonaparte. Yeah. What if you didn't have him? Oh. I <laughs> feel stop. like I read something. I could just be making this up honestly, but I feel like I read something that he was like missing a finger or something like that, and he didn't want it to be like a sign of weakness. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> honestly. Okay. Well, there you so, go. So um. Um, when, it, when it comes to leading the next generation of, of God's people in the church, um, stewardship reinforces God's role as a primary authority. When a kid grows up seeing his, seeing his parents honoring God mm. in, every, in every form, in, in every instant in their life, what do you think that kid's going to do? Um, so think of Abraham and Isaac. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. um, and, and so, and so this, this lineage right here, um, Abraham stewarded what God gave him, right? Yeah. Um, Isaac stewarded what God gave him. Jacob, mm-hmm. Joseph, you mm-hmm. know, and, and and that and that lineage uh, continued, continue and, mm-hmm. and and it bore fruit. Yeah. And so and so that's I think there's an importance in, um, mm-hmm. and of course build up the next generation. That's why we put such a heavy emphasis on it. Yeah. Um, but also on on the way to do it, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we can see it from examples in the Bible. Yeah. For sure. That's building awesome. building on that part, the way to do it. Um, I'm gonna take a trip back to sophomore year, junior year of college. college. Okay. Oh, not that way back. No, not that way back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but, Coach, yes, to college and um, hitting up this group, this amazing group that I had in college that actually helped me a lot that I'm actually realizing now is Chi Alpha. They would always go to this verse, and I'm going to read it real quick, the New King James Version. Second uh, Timothy 2, verse 2. And the things that you have heard from me among mm-hmm. many witnesses, commit this to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So whenever I heard that verse, what they told me about it was generational disciples. That's what we're trying to build. Mm-hmm. That's what we're trying to build. So why is it so important to lead, feed, bring up the next generation? Is so we can create generational disciples. Yes. And yeah, in this absolutely. verse itself, what they pointed out was like, there, in this verse, there's four generations. You got Peter to Timothy. Timothy to faithful men, faithful men to people that they teach. So now we're building on each other. We're building each other to know the truth because now they have mentors, they have mentees, and they're building on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I saw from it was, was that through the importance of it is 
we're teaching them how we serve God mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. introducing it to them. Because one thing I know for sure, especially being a teacher and a coach, is that uh, these kids look up to you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. They try to mimic what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So if you show them the love of God, you show them how to live right, they're going to mimic that. Mm-hmm. If you show them the opposite, you show them how the world does it, they're going to mimic that because whether you believe it or not, when a kid looks at you, they have a different form of admiration for you that you don't realize. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to live up to the standards that you're giving to them. So that's why I feel like it's important because we are we have to have that mindset of generational discipleship. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's, good. that's really good. It's like oh, that that's song. Awesome. I know we quoted it when we did the Zane episode, and this is probably the most we've ever mentioned Zane. Um, it's that song by <laughs> somebody Ad- Five Guys Who Love Zane. Yeah. <laughs> five, guys, five Guys featuring Cassie Who Love Zane. Uh, five Guys that- Who it's that song where he's like, Dad, I've been watching you. Yeah, I think you're cool. I'm your buckaroo, and I want to be like you and yeah. grow up. And like the whole song oh, is like, yeah. about the son watching the yeah. father mm-hmm. doing that. And so like spiritual authority is a thing. And and when you're teaching these kids, they look sure. at you and they're like, I'm going to be like Corey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to be strong like be Corey. I want to be black. <laughs> <laughs> You got, uh, you got the avocado. The avocado. The avocado. <laughs> I wanted the melon. <laughs> um, <laughs> we can do the seeds. Who else we got? Who else we got? We got Cordo. Yeah, Shiny Nikki. Uh, I'm gonna do a different perspective, more like mm-hmm. a practical way. Oh. Um. So. I think the best way to raise a kid is give them responsibilities and give them discipline. Because, so say like, as a kid, (laughs) you leave the light on, right? Your parents get mad at you, yell at you to turn the light off, right? You grow up, but they don't tell you to, they don't keep telling you, you're going to leave the light on and your electricity is going to build, it's going to go up Mm -hmm. as soon as I hang electricity. Yeah, we feel that one. Yeah. But if they get disciplined, they'll stop leaving it on. And then Mm -hmm. in the future, they will not have to pay as much. Yeah. Thing. So it's the same kind of thing. If you don't give them responsibility, they have no incentive to stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Kind of thing. That's well, good. True. Parenting yeah. advice 101 from Nicholas. If yeah. they don't turn off the light, zap them with a the taser. I, exactly. Spare the taser, spoil the child. Has everyone gone? Um, Io. I did. Yeah. But there's something in the notes that Leon put, which I feel like needs to be addressed. Yeah. It's a Christianity is not a closed is not a closed ended religion mm-hmm. lifestyle. We are not we are not the beginning and we are not the end. Mm-hmm. There must be a successor to carry yeah. on our and his testimony and gospel. And I feel like that still goes the same concept with generational disciples. Yeah, mm-hmm. that we're, we love yeah. good scripture. And and yeah. the reason the reason why I put that is because like you know we we always hear about oh well this person started this church and, mm-hmm. and, and which is which is yes on this world that person did start the church. But who really started the church? Yeah. You well, know. Well, also, also you have to take into account all the all, all the all the help that that went into helping yeah. that one person start that and church. That's, and that's like that's the reason why New I put it in there is saying like like there is we are not the beginning of the church. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, by no means are we the end either. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're not gonna be like this church is coming with me to my grave. <laughs> like <Same. laughs> I'm taking the keys. I'm taking this church with me. Like no, like. We aren't the beginning. We didn't start the church, and we didn't. We're not going to end the church. Yeah. Right. I, it's is 
it's we're passing it down generation through generation through generation mm -hmm. and you know, there's a verse real quick i want to share before trevor hops on um that i kind of based this whole topic around it's from psalms chapter 78 verses 4 through 8 and it says in the english standard version we will not hide them from their children but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might mm -hmm. and the wonders that he has done. He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, yeah. which he commanded our fathers to teach to their general uh, to teach to their children that mm -hmm. the next generation might know them and the children yet unborn and arise and tell them to their children so that they should set their hope in God yeah. and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and that they should not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation whose heart was not steadfast, whose spirit was not faithful to God. Mm. Um, I think this is just a, a perfect kind of explanation of like why it's so important for us mm -hmm. to, to bring up just our next generation. Like yeah. it, we should be telling them and, and to set their hopes in the God and so that they will never, ever be able to forget. Yeah. Right. And even when, they, even when they, 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 they hit, even when they hit that hurdle in that race, you know, mm -hmm. um, or even when they, they first stumble, like right. that, the, the, the building blocks, the foundation is still there exactly. of, of being raised yeah. to be godlike, to be Christ-like. Yeah. And I think a, a really good example, um, and I think Io would understand this as a teacher, mm -hmm. teacher Kunle. Oh, I thought you talked about uh, being a PK. But... Look at the PC. <laughs> oh, ah, ah, I'm a teacher. Ah, <laughs> yeah, we about that at the gym, okay? Ah, ah, we hit everything. <laughs> oh, that's done. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but uh, kind of like a good imagery is like, why, why, as, you know, in our nation of America, mm -hmm. I'm just only speaking for America. This is America. Why do we need, why do we have schools? Why do we have an education system? Yeah, to keep teaching them the history of America, to keep make sure they will never forget our history as as a nation, yeah. and to pass on this knowledge and information from generation to generation. Yeah, right. So, so the government can have a track on us. Um, birds are not real. Facts. I've never seen a <laughs> bird. Prove me wrong. Moon landing is fake. What? The moon landing. Oh, I thought you said this while, is while we're at it. The Earth is flat. This is completely <laughs> turned from a Christian podcast. But in that same sense, like that's why we as this current generation, it's so important for us to teach the next generation, to teach them the history, to teach them the knowledge and pass mm -hmm. down this knowledge and wisdom and the spirit of God, most importantly, to pass that down upon them so that they may be, to, be able to experience it for themselves and for them to pass it on eventually too. Yeah. yeah. Um, something I was just going to add on, Bunny Hoffman, um someone oh, i was like i was like what was that <laughs> um someone told me the the gospel hit you on its way to someone else Ooh, like that's kind of like that mentality that i think that we need to have is like yes i have received and therefore i will freely give you know what i mean <laughs> all right um we, we took a little bit of a break <laughs> we, had, we had a little uh side debate about about this new batman movie coming up oh, but and dwayne the rock johnson in a spider-man suit <laughs> so what is this third question we've been so anyways we're, we're coming back now um but i think a good follow-up to why why it's so important to to build up this next generation to lead this next generation um is now is what we should be feeding them and kind of to go more into details what we should be feeding them versus what the world's currently because 
uh, like we mentioned earlier, like, you know, when we were younger, it's a whole different world than this next generation is living in. That's true. Um, I remember, like, even me and my sister, we're 10 years apart. We're a whole generation apart. We're actually Ooh. a generation apart. Decades. Yeah. Decades. When my sister was born, there was no iPhone. There was an iPod Touch. And that was, at its peak, the greatest thing ever known to mankind. We had... I had one of those. I had... You know what my first first phone was? A Motorola Razor. Dude. Yes. A Motorola Razor. And that's crazy now because, like, when you look onto the standard for a phone now, it's an iPhone 11. I have an iPhone 7 still. (laughs) I'm living in the past. Standard. So if you're walking around with the Android, Samsung, or whatever, they don't come for them like that. No. (laughs) No, they they need to stop sending green bubbles. (laughs) Period. We're not creating division on this podcast. Let's keep keep moving. Let's keep moving. But anyways, so, like, you, you can see the change in just, like, Back then, our computers were nowhere near as powerful as today. Oh, yeah, the little, you know, our, our phones were nowhere near as powerful as today. Our cars were so much different back then. TV. Our TVs, TV. we didn't have such thing as, what was it, plasma, 4K, Roku. Yeah, streaming. And it's crazy how much the world changes in just one generation. Yeah. One generation. Generation. So that's why I think this is such a good follow-up. Like, what we should be feeding them now versus what the world is currently feeding them because the world is vast and immense there's a lot of things feeding these yeah this next generation well i'll tell you what we need to be feeding them solid food and not food out of a food processor you know not not food that's not food that has been crumbled up the, pre-chewed, the, the gmos pre-chewed food processor that's that's oh. essentially what that's essentially yeah what the, was it? The, the gmos and the, all that uh, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. So the GMOs, the GMOs, the GMOs. Oh, the GMOs. GMOs. Yeah, <laughs> that's why my sister's taller than me. It's the GMOs and the food. Uh, no, that's yeah. okay. I'm getting off topic. <laughs> getting off topic. But um, I think, oh man, I really think Zane put it best today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we are we're as 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 Christians, we're almost tempted to to be friends of the world to mm-hmm. to yeah. kind of water down things to a certain extent, but. Mm-hmm. In these like in these in these days to come, in these generations to come, you know, when things change in a year and become so much harder, mm-hmm. we need to be firmly rooted in the word of God without mm-hmm. compromise. No yeah. compromise. Yeah. So what we need to be feeding them is biblical biblical truth without fault. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um not like a whole like um you're a, you're what's that what's that the dude that comes on campus almost yearly and just goes around called okay we're not street preaching street preaching and hearing things not bad he's a hate preacher yes that's what yeah. they what, call what, what, what is it what, like what is, he just calls people blasphemers or he oh, he, yeah. he preaches he like a girl and, with shorts which, and he says she's going to hell yeah. and yeah. be like yeah. yeah she's a slut she's a whoremonger yeah. like there we go yeah 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 so we're not we're not coming out like that but we're we're we're, we're we're having the compassion that Jesus Christ yeah yeah um, the um, love and, um, love showed, and right. but w- the unwavering um um resiliency to still speak the truth mm-hmm. no matter if, if you're facing rainbows and sunshine or you're facing the furnace yeah right. yeah 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 that's, that's really good um kind of on the same topic or same note of that what something that has always kind of in the back of my mind is like the enemy does not care that they're kids yeah mm-hmm. I mean think about TikTok. 
Think about Instagram. Think about all these websites and, you know, like these videos. The enemy does not care. He does not discriminate. He it, He's not thinking like, oh, they're little. Like, and mm -hmm. we shouldn't either. Now, of course, that's not to say that we should scare them with like the big scary mm -hmm. things of the world. But we do need to have them. They need to know the truth. They need to know, um, you know, what Jesus represents and what he doesn't and what Jesus stands for and what he doesn't yeah. and what we need to stand for as Christians and what Absolutely. we shouldn't. Um, yeah. And yeah. just how we were talking about in church recently, not bowing to that societal culture, to the societal norm when it's, mm -hmm. you know, so easy or whenever it looks like, you know, you might be persecuted for it. Um, and definitely on like, again, kid levels, you know, but it's not enough to just sing Jesus loves you on Sundays when the enemy is getting to them through TikTok, through Instagram, through all these yeah. other platforms. Jesse, I mm -hmm. want to go off of that. Um, a little while ago, I heard something that I like that stopped me in my tracks at work. I was just a podcast, um, and 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 this pastor says, uh, when it comes to spiritual warfare, when it comes to the enemy, we we have we have a full time enemy, mm -hmm. so we cannot afford to live a part time Christian life. There it is, there it is. at it is. all. Um, Look, if if you if you're taking days off, if you're resting, and the enemy's using all that time to to find new strategies, new ways to attack you, mm -hmm. you look at some point we're gonna we're gonna keep stumbling. Right. And yeah. so and yeah. so when it comes to when it comes to going to work, we need to be at work all the time, every day for Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no days off. I think you know we're you know what what do we need to feed the the upcoming generation? What is the world feeding them? Um, and so when I was thinking about this, it actually just came to mind, I had to look up these facts, but fun facts, I'm going to list them off one by one. 71% of the earth is filled with water, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of water on earth. But did you know that 97% of that water is actually salt water? We're not able to drink it. Mm -hmm. And you know, out of the 3% that was I mean, left you over, drink it though. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stop there. <laughs> <laughs> 3%, well, so I'm going on that, sweat. you drink salt water. Which in this analogy, salt water is going to be a lie, right? And mm -hmm. the world is feeding you these lies. It's giving you the salt water, saying, "Hey, drink this because it's gonna it's gonna fill that thirst. It's yeah. gonna fill. It's gonna satisfy you, and that's what's gonna kill you, right? Drinking that salt water, you'll die of dehydration. I think it's like two times faster than if you just didn't drink anything. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So seventy one percent of the earth is filled with water. Ninety seven percent of that water is too salty to drink because it's in the oceans. Two point five percent of that water is locked up in ice caps glaciers or it's too polluted to drink so 0.5 percent of the uh water on earth is actually drinkable and so everything that the kids are receiving from the time they wake up to the time that they go to sleep is pretty much going to be the uv <coughs> mentality yeah that, um mm -hmm. this is okay that reading your bible it's okay to skip out it's okay not to go to church it's okay to be selfish it's okay to hold on to that anger because that person hurt you what i'm kind of going with that is you know well what do what do we feed these kids? Like, what should we be feeding them? And and that's just the Bible at its at its root. It needs to be biblical. Everything that we be that we're preaching and something that we even had to come back as a podcast on is, hey, we're not bringing the Bible into this. Yeah. A lot of it was our opinions, which were biblically based, but we're like we want scripture. Yeah. Um. And I can and and I can tell you about how in John eight forty four, and I looked this one up a second ago, but it talks about the the devil being the father of lies and he will use anything and everything in his power to deter you and he'll give you that salt water and say hey man you look real thirsty let me give you let me give you this it's gonna satisfy you you know what i mean and when in reality it's just it's just uh mm -hmm. it's just killing you um so what do we feed them we feed them the truth and it, and, yeah. and the truth the truth sucks sometimes and it's hard and and i can't even imagine as as kids where homosexuality 
just being one of the topics is, is becoming more and more as a norm these days and having to explain to like your son or your daughter, like, Hey, being gay is a sin. And then having maybe a friend who is who gay is, and yeah. then not understanding that. But, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to share a verse where it kind of ties into it. Um, and that's going to be Proverbs three, um, five and six. And it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Um, and always acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So we need to feed them the truth. And that needs to be a unfaltering, no compromise, an anti-hesitation truth nice. that is going to, um, that's going to keep them on the straight path because there's a lot of lies out there. Yeah. And, and there's lies that look nice. You know, sin is appealing, you know, um, sometimes the truth isn't sometimes the truth hurts and it sucks yeah. to hear, but it's something we need to hear because there ain't a whole lot of fresh water out there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think another thing that's important to note about that is, um, on the topic of like sin being appealing, yes, sin is appealing, but sometimes sin is just ignorance of not recognizing their sin. Mm. I mean, that I know so many people that don't go to church, but they live a good life. They're nice people. They're yeah. generous. You know, they'll give you the shit off their back. They've never been to church. Maybe they have, and they've just never prayed. Maybe they're not in the word. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not in worship and scripture, whatever, but they're, you know, great, great people. Um, they give to the needy, whatever, whatever it may be. But if you're not living your life for Christ, you're still going to the same places, you know, anyone mm-hmm. who's living yeah, in sure. like straight up identifiable Absolutely. sin. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's something that, t- that <clears throat> needs to be recognized within the kids too, because it's, it's like, you know, yes, be kind, yes, be loving, yes, be gentle and everything, but you still need to know the biblical truth. You still need to be putting God first. You still need to be seeking God's counsel and ultimately, you know, spreading the gospel to other people who mm-hmm. think that, you know, their life on their own is just fine and dandy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something I want to share. Um, and this is going on the topic of what the world is currently feeding them. Yeah. Um, and this is something that that you know kind of my inspiration for this is actually listen to a podcast of the porch and they were giving some statistics over this and and this is something that i wanted to share but in the top 20 most visited websites in america three of them are pornography websites yes two of them are websites that you can use to actually view porn so three of them are actual pornography websites. Two of them are ways that you can get connected into pornography. Mm-hmm. So that's five websites out of 20 websites on that's the most visited in America. And that's crazy. This is now NFL fantasy football. Yada, yada, yada. This beats out everything mm-hmm. like these. Look, let me tell you what these pornography websites beat out. They beat out Instagram, oh. Twitter, eBay, Twitter. CNN, Craigslist. Walmart.com is on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Target has to be somewhere. No. No. It is not. That's and a list I don't want to be on. Whatever. <laughs> but it even beat out like ESPN. Like, and it's crazy that this has become the norm of the world, right? When you have five five websites that essentially can get you connected to things like this. And this is just a way of the world saying, like, hey, it's, it's okay. It's, okay. You know, it's yeah. one click away. You, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not like you're you're doing anything, mm-hmm. right? It's not and like nobody knows about it. And yeah, mm-hmm. you have we have access to what's the incognito modes, and yeah, you have access to to a lot of uh, technology stuff. Privacy features, exactly, yeah. and, and it's, it's quickly become the norm. Yeah, right. And mm-hmm. this is what the world is currently feeding the generation. It's like, hey, it's fine. 
don't worry about it. You know, like, look, you're upset, you're angry, you're you're in a good mood, whatever. Just, you know, have a good time. Release some of that stress. Oh, you know, I see. But like, I mean, that's, that's not okay. Like that's like, the, but that's that's the norm now. That is the norm, and that's crazy. That is insane. And it's funny, too, of all of these statistics that are coming out on how pornography has, like, destroyed our minds as as men on how we perceive women, how we perceive the world. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's, yeah, it's it's just another lie that the devil says, hey, it's okay. It's okay. Like, it's this is normal. You. Everyone at your school is doing on, it. On how women feel. Uh, I think I think I should to this podcast. Um, it, it said that porn um, – and, and these are these are how from, women feel about yeah yeah these yeah, these are yeah, from, yeah, yeah. this is uh from like top uh I want to say counselors or top therapists top top someone's most of them were not even Christian they're not Christian um and they're saying that women actually have felt devalued since the rise of porn yeah, yeah. Um, and the reason being because they're like they feel like they can't bring anything to the and, table and, and, and it's they got to bring out because, more um famous actress Jennifer Lawrence mm. right um, a couple of years many years ago uh there I guess her nude photos got hacked. Mm. And people saw them. They and and in the interview, they asked her, "Well, why? Mm-hmm. Why did you send them?" She goes, "Well, if I if I didn't have, it's better for him to see this than to him because I'm 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 fear that he's gonna go look on pornography mm-hmm. elsewhere." Yeah. And that's yeah. that's the norm. That's what the world is currently feeding. Like this is someone of a you know considering our society a high yeah. a high model. position, you know, mm-hmm. a role model yeah. that you know she's always been like a role model for for the young generation, the, yeah. the girls and everything. And these are people, these are people absorbing in this information saying, okay, well, she, she says, it. she says Dude, it's better it. for, for this to happen. Now they're going out and following, right? It's, we live in a generation, but we, we always live in, we've always lived in a generation where it's always just, we look up to the role models, we, right? So. And so I think what we should be doing, what we should be feeding, um, and this has been mentioned by everyone so far, is, is just the truth. The, the cold hard truth it sucks it really does but the cold yeah. hard truth must be said when it comes to the truth on this if you guys have any friends or family defending porn defending sexual freedom or yada 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 bro they are straight up booty butt wrong it is like <laughs> it is man it is sickly mm-hmm. to think that there are kids yeah. 13 years old and younger engaging in this taking mm-hmm. part in this, watching this on TV and right. in their minds, in their, in their, in their, in their malleable minds, you know, they're like, Oh, this is good. This is okay. This is what, yeah. this is what people do. Right. That is sickly. And it's crazy because there's so much access to, to, to everything, right? All of, all of the celebrities lives and everything. There's so much access, right? With what Cassie said earlier, there's TikTok, there's Instagram, there's Twitter, there's Snapchat, there's Facebook, there's TV. TV in general, you know, like, um, uh, what was it? There was, there was a interview that they conducted on like all, all these, like, like singers, rappers, slash celebrities. You know, like, when was your first time of, of, you know, losing a virginity? And there are people saying like 12 years old, 13 years old. And so there's people listening to this and being like, okay, well, they did it. Like, they're successful. They're great people. Yeah. And if they say they can do it, that's okay for me too. Mm-hmm. And that's just crazy. I'm going to reroute back to how you said it, the cold heart truth and that it's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading out of Hebrews 12. This is um, 12, 7. It says, as you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. 
Whoever heard of a child who is never disciplined by its father? If God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, yeah. it means that you are illegitimate and not really his children at all. Yeah. Mm. I think that's important to note because I feel like I keep saying that phrase, but that's um, something to highlight because you're, it's, that's true. That's part of the truth is that it's not, you know, the cold hard truth. It's not, you know, fun to to have certain things in your life come to light, but it's necessary. Yeah. It's necessary for our own discipleship. It's necessary for us to be qualified to train and to disciple others. Yeah. Um, and it's necessary for, for, you know, the younger generation, whether it be, uh, you know, kids or those new in their faith to understand that from the get go. Like, look, no, we're not living a perfect life. That's the point. Yeah. Yes, it's okay, but no, you're never going to reach that point of perfect life because you're human. You have to allow God to continue to disciple you, to continue to correct and discipline you. Yeah. That way, you can continue to, you know, share that with other people as yeah. well. Mm -hmm. Good. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to take like a different approach. So, the Bible always talks about how all believers should be in community, like all the time, whether it's yeah. at church or with um, your local community. And that's the exact opposite of what the world wants to do to you because it wants to destroy you and it wants to separate you from God, mm -hmm. which is the worst place for a believer to be because that's where all sin and temptation lies. Um, and I have like a few verses. Um, I'll, I'll give you them later. But the, they are 1 Thessalonians 5.11, Galatians 6.2, and James 5.16. And all of them talk about building each other up as a community and um, not and like confessing your sins to each other so that you're not bearing them alone. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yes. Um, going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. my, my mind was down with you. All right. I had to, I had to, I had to, I had yeah, to, I had Yeah. The buffering. Yeah. Okay. Um, just, just off that last bit, Nick, uh, you know, of, of not uh, going through your sins alone. That, yeah, not bearing them alone. Not bearing your sins yeah. alone. Um, man, I was, I was, uh, I was confessing someone to someone, to someone not very long ago. And I was like, I was like, look, like God's not, God's not utterly disgusted with me. You know, like he's disappointed. Like, like, uh, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I'm running this. I'm running this race, right? I'm running this hundred meter dash. I'm I'm running one hundred ten hurdles, right? Mm. And and he's he's so proud. He's he's proud of the steps I've taken to yeah. get up to that part of part of the hurdles. But at this point, I'm knocking down the hurdles. I'm not. I'm, you know, the the temptations, the the sins that I should be like easily be able to clear. I'm knocking them down. Yes, he's disappointed, but he's still proud of you. Still run towards the finish line. Which is to be Christ-like. Yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. He sees um, that thirty steps to that. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He he's he sees your commitment to him, mm -hmm. and 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 uh, and and so confessing that to someone else uh, is 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 edifying. You know, mm -hmm. um, okay. yes, it's 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 disheartening. It hurts, but in the end, like the Lord will will bring you further. You know, yeah, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's good. Okay. Um, I'm gonna answer this question with a little imagery. We were talking about what we should what we should be feeding with the world versus what the world feeds. When we think about what we should be feeding, let's think about it like medicine. At first, it's bitter to the mouth, and you're not gonna want to take it down. It's hard to swallow, but after a while, it's like it's doing the job. It's healing what needs to be healed. You're taking it down. However, when we look at what the world is feeding us, the world is feeding us something like poison. 
But this poison is not something that kills you instantly. Mm -hmm. It slowly does its job. Mm -hmm. It may be sweet like honey, but when it stays in there, mm -hmm. slowly it's killing you. And you don't even realize it until you're either too sick to do anything about it or you're already dead. So mm -hmm. at first, the world is trying to give you something sweet. Mm -hmm. Poison that is sweet, disguised as sweet. And then the word may be bitter to your mouth like medicine, but it's there to do the job to heal you. So mm -hmm. that's Dang, my little little all right, little tidbit right off your imagery. I'm sorry. <laughs> Trevor's Trevor's breaking <laughs> over that. I'm sorry, man. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> it's funny too, because the message that Trevor says, I was telling you to mute it, so the watch wouldn't go. <laughs> 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 He's like, okay, all right, real quick. So dogs, right? Well, wolf. 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 Yes, yes, yes. Jupiter. Um dogs, you will try to you'll try to give them heartworm prevention. You'll try to give them like like legit medicine. Yeah, and they will, you know, like they will try to push it out of the mouth with their tongues because they're dogs and they don't understand. Can you get ASMR for that? <laughs> but but at the same time, and, and I've had a dog that, that passed from this because they 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 thought it was honey, you know. Mm -hmm. um, back in Jamaica, my dog Princess, great wiener dog, uh, Dachshund, um, she ate rat poisoning, and you know it was it was enticing. It looked great, yeah. yada yada yada. Nice. But over time, huh. over Damn. time. She, you know, it, it killed her, yeah. you know, and she isolated herself from, from she isolated herself from the world, essentially. Like, mm -hmm. she don't be around the family anymore because dogs yeah. do that. They don't want, you know, and it's, and it's sad. So you saying that immediately brought that imagery of, of bitter, but good mm. and hunt and sweet, mm -hmm. but, poisonous. but poisonous. Yeah. Howdy, howdy, howdy. That was live, bro. Howdy. Howdy, howdy, howdy. That's my, that's my favorite. It's just, uh, people make fun of me for I gotta watch that album, that movie again. People make fun of me for saying howdy. Oh, you know when I first moved to Texas? I make fun of you for saying howdy? You first yeah. time I ever moved to Texas, I was like, I want to say howdy. I want to say howdy? Never said howdy to anyone. <laughs> Anyways. Just first go to call the station. Again, first time hearing it. Yeah. First time like hearing it in casual conversation was here at the Dugan. Walk in. Ah. Front desk, the dude stands up. Howdy. Oh huh? my god. Howdy. <laughs> my first time I ever what? Went. I <laughs> beg you pardon. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first time I actually ever heard it was from uh, Colton. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. the first time I ever met he goes, Howdy, cool. Howdy, cool. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because I'm wrong. Look at it. I saw confusion. Anyways. I'm, I'm going to start saying that. Howdy, kid. Howdy. Howdy. No, just howdy. Just howdy. Yeah. Just howdy. Yeah. howdy. That's my favorite. I'm not right now, though. Howdy, I texted howdy, you, howdy. like I'll say howdy, it. Howdy, right? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we kind of got a little talk off topic. But <laughs> we talked about. <laughs> I'm just bewildered by this conversation. <laughs> this is the stuff that stays in the podcast. Just imagine oh. what we cut out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, are we recording? Yeah. 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 Oh <laughs> so we talked about who the next generation is. Yeah. We talked about why it's so important to bring them up, the importance of it. Yeah. We talked about what we should be feeding them versus what the world currently feeds them. Milk. Oh. Processed food. But not oat milk. <laughs> so I think this last part is um I, I want it to kind of be more of an encouragement to not only ourselves, but to everyone listening. Um to, to kind of be like, well, um, for anyone who's thinking like, okay, well, now we know that there's an issue. Now we know the issues at hand. What can we do? You know, what are some ways that we can contribute and help build up this next generation? And, and this serves more as a informing 
style, but also an encouragement to everyone. Um, like I said, like I want us to to get a little bit more personal, um, all of us here, to get a little bit more personal, saying like, what are some ways that we can help? Or what are some ways that we have and which we are all involved? Uh, what are some ways that we have or what are some ways that we can help build up this next current generation? Um, I, I do want to start, and this, this isn't my turn. I'm just going to start to like kind of open up the floor in a sense. Um, Nick, what you mentioned earlier on uh, giving uh, responsibilities. Oh, you were saying it again? To, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Giving responsibilities to the um, Having responsibility uh, makes it personal. Makes it personal. Okay, cool. So um, um, I remember go, we went over this, Cassie, a, a little while ago in, in life group. Um, uh, Act 6. Uh, and it's it's uh, Act six, uh, verse one. And I'll try and I'll try and just kind of skim through this. Um, but it, it's seven men chosen to serve, and so the believers are, are multiplying. Um, but there's becoming like like unrest in in the church, right? Yeah. And so um, the twelve disciples called a meeting of all the believers, and they said we apostles should should do something, or should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program, in the sense of like um, we should be focusing on preaching and teaching rather than. Mm-hmm. Um, serving this or, or or doing kids life or or being a part of the prayer team right nothing wrong with that but like they were saying you know they were this is what they were called to and uh and so these these men they select seven men who are well respected and full of, and, and are full of the spirit and wisdom we will give them this responsibility then we apostles can spend our time in prayer and teach the word of god everyone liked this idea and they chose the following um and, and they list they list the men um and they said these seven were presented to the apostles who prayed for them as they laid their hands on them. So God's message continued to spread. The number of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem and many of the Jewish priests were converted too. So you saying that earlier, Nick, I was like, it's, it, it goes back to the Bible. It's evident. Like mm-hmm. a great way of, <clears throat> of stewarding and building up this next generation is to give them responsibilities. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's to raise them up to be leaders in the church. Mm-hmm. You know, we, again, again, the church isn't run by us. We can't do everything ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have to, pass on that baton mm-hmm. we have to train them and then pass on that baton yeah, yeah. um so i just kind of wanted to start with that yeah on a more like simplistic through a more simplistic lens um three things that i thought about um and i'll kind of touch on each of them a little bit later but number one change our language number two lead by example and number three to pray like really to mm. intercede over these kids mm. even when they're not just in front of us like it's one thing to pray on sunday mornings but it's another thing to really pray for the next generation specifically the kids that we're working with or the new believers who like we're in contact with um for a more personal experience regarding changing our language that's something that i have taken from other people and i've incorporated into my life and i have seen a difference um whenever i first came to new life there was a few very influential people that helped me really get connected and really um helped me to you know redefine my relationship with christ and one thing that truly made the difference was seeing them which kind of touches on lead by example seeing them incorporate jesus into their everyday life through their language instead of mm-hmm. like man i'm so nervous for this test it was man i'm so nervous but i know god will provide mm-hmm. i know jesus will get me through this um, instead of like, you know, I don't know where the money's going to come from. I know the Lord is faithful. Yes. Um, you know, just things like that. So, so simple, but can be difficult if you're not used to it. But I think it makes all the difference. If you just put forth that little bit of effort to just redirect your thinking and display that in your language, mm-hmm. it makes a difference in your life. And for the people who are looking up to you, like, man, you know, she's really stressed about this, but she's putting her faith in God, yeah. you know, and speaking it out. Not just like, I know she trusts God. Like she's saying, you know, she's believing and she's confessing that, um, and honestly, that's something that, again, has made a difference in my life as I've acted out and I've seen it, you know, 
on Sunday mornings talking with kids, you know, if a kid comes in kind of cranky or kind of grumpy or sad or quiet or whatever it is, it's one thing to say like, oh, I'm sorry, you're having a bad morning, but it takes it a step further. And you say, you know, it looks like you're having a bad morning. Do you want to pray about it? Can mm-hmm. we talk about it? Have you told Jesus about how you're feeling? Yeah, Things like it. that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. good. That's good. It's awesome. One, yeah. one thing Chi Alpha, <laughs> dude, actually it wasn't Chi Alpha. It was my brother. Kyle wanted us to, um, when we were in the leadership class to become a small group leader, they were like, hey, we want you to bring someone to um, to small group. And that was like your like homework for the week is to bring someone to small group. Yeah. Invited all these people, no one came. And I remember I was telling my brother about it. I said, well, I keep inviting people, they're not coming. And he goes, the issue is you want them to come to you, but you need to go to them. Mm-hmm. And so this next guy, you know, I struck up a conversation. It was kind of, I was like, what are you into? And he was telling me, he's like, I actually have this club where I'm actually trying to get people to come to it. I said, well, let me come. He invited me to it. I said, yes, I'm going to be there, bro. I'm going to be there. I'm going to get there early. We're going to create this bond. Now, it turns out the club was for a, uh, it was Hispanic um, engineering. Mm. So it was a club for oh, like, yes. Hispanic yes, engineering. Yes, yeah. Yes. And so, was, yeah, I was the only white dude there. But but <laughs> by me going to him, by me going to him, Mm-hmm. And him, me showing this effort, like, hey, I'm willing to meet you where you are. Yeah. He came to a small group, and uh, like, you know, what's what's a way that I can encourage you guys, um, if you're struggling with that, is, hey, meet meet the kids where the kids are at. And I'm not saying like, don't go to the club. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Don't be like busting up and be like, yeah, I got a Bible and like, you know, <laughs> whatever. But we let's have a Bible study in a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> We ain't only thing we spread here is the pages right here. Yeah, got Deuteronomy. Avocado. <laughs> um, but so like you know ways that you can do this like me and Leon we this week we were uh, was that too much? <laughs> wow. Hey, we're, keep, we're keeping okay. it real, dude. So, that, that just caught me off guard. <laughs> ways that you can do this. Bro. Yeah. Um, this know. week we were trying to get people to come to this conference. It's an awesome event mm. that um our church did. Ways that I did, you know, we, we went and played basketball. We were playing basketball with people, invited them to come. Um, we met we met this really super cool guy named Evan. Um, and and how do we meet him? By playing basketball. We went to where mm. they were at, mm-hmm. and then we showed them, hey, come with us. You know, we're going to have fun. Yeah. And I think when you hang out with people, Leon said this mm-hmm. earlier, when you hang out with people on a daily basis, they're going to say, well, why does this person have peace? Why can I not achieve that? Mm-hmm. How yeah. do you – Why can you, I replicate this? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. can't – why – how do you how do you reach the people? You meet them where they're at. You mm-hmm. you stay firm on the truth. Yeah. And and you know, kind of like what Cassie said, it was little small things you never would think that would make a difference. Yeah. And 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 years of that, weeks, months, days, whatever it may be, that's how that that light switches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That, I kind of want to jump in real quick, just because I really hopping. love that. Um, we're gonna bunny hop with it. Um, <laughs> the meeting them where they at in a physical sense, yes, but mm-hmm. in like a a spiritual sense too in the fact that like whenever somebody confides in you and says like hey i'm going through this not minimizing their struggle not like oh man i've been through that but my situation was like that you know if you're talking to a kid like you know kids you know worry about their spelling test like oh instead of oh buddy you got this it's like oh man that's pretty scary let's pray about it you know like really you know know, kind of getting on their level and this is with anyone even Mm -hmm. people who are you know fellow believers who might be in like a similar walk of life with you um, validating what they're going through and still directing them to Christ. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Literally meeting them where they are because that's what Jesus says to us. I mean, he went, he died on the cross for us. Y'all like, and we're complaining yeah. to him about like a tweaked ankle or something, you know, like in perspective, it's like he. <laughs> we're complaining about what? <laughs> a tweaked ankle. Oh, for I.O. bad. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I have no idea. I promise I'm not calling you out. I'm 
saying. No, she is. I'm saying I'm complaining about my own like. Call me out, Coach Essay. What's up? Coach Essay is about to come in with the roast. Anywho, <laughs> no, no shame for Zario, but um, all the shame. You know, co- just complaining about like our own little personal things, and Jesus still, God still like values that we're going to Him for that, and for He sure. He doesn't minimize that. He takes that under, you know, He takes that to heart, just the way it weighs on our hearts. But yeah, truly mm-hmm. meeting people where they are in every sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, for me, like, just kind of speaking some encouragement, some ways that that I've been able to to help build up the generation is literally just really simple. Like just get connected. Like, <laughs> get, <laughs> wait, get, get what? Connected. Get connected. You know, just get connected. And with the church. For you know? free, free <laughs> education connection. <laughs> oh my <laughs> wait, what is that? Commercial. It's a commercial. Keep going. Get connected. Commercial? But it's is you know, it's honestly very simple. Like you and kind of to break it down, like ways that we can help actually build up the generation is taking a step back and focusing on your environment first of all realizing what kind of environment you're in right finding the right group of people finding the right environment around yourself so that you may be able to help build up the right generation because mm-hmm. i the last thing i would want is for any one of us to to go and build up a generation when we ourselves are not rooted firmly in the ground mm-hmm. yeah right that's the whole point um, and uh, throw back to one of our episodes, um, the one about the recipes, right? I, I believe one of our, in all of our recipes, we all mentioned something about serving. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. In all of our recipes, we all mentioned the one of the big steps of, of the recipe is serving. Um, and I really love that episode, by the way. That, that was yeah. actually brought me joy. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest of them did it. Ah, ah, yeah. You got me. Oh, <laughs> but while well, I was cooking up in the kitchen with Chef Isles, so you remember that? <laughs> but what so, your is for? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but something that you know, something that we can all do to help build up this next generation is to serve. Yeah. Go, yeah. go to your church. Go get connected with your church. Go talk to to whoever's in in charge. Who's your boss? In our case, it's Cassie. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and say, hey, I want to help. I want to help. I want to help become a leader. I want to help, you know, be involved in the, in the children's ministry, in the kids ministry, in the youth ministry, and whatever. You know, like um, never would I ever thought that I'd be connected in both kids and youth ministry. Yeah. Yeah. My life usually was go to church, come back, take a nap, chill for the rest. of the I night. just have to say, on that note, you have really surprised us all. Like we knew you were going to do great, but man, you really took that. You jumped in that classroom, and thank Trevor for like mentoring you on that. No, nah, Leon is Leon Papa. Is like Leon is running Papa things. There. Leon is Kid running you things. We're getting in our toddler room, y'all. <laughs> Leon has such a soft heart for these kids. <laughs> He's way too sweet on them. I'm like, nah, you cry. Yeah. Yeah, you don't get no goldfish. Yeah, we're not Cheerios now. <laughs> that's good. But yeah, that's like, honestly, it's so simplistic. Like, just go get connected. Get connected. You know? Yeah. Um, um, Oh, oh. oh, wait, wait, rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. Right. On shoot. Ready? One. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ooh. Oh, rock, beat, scissor. Okay. But don't be fire. What? Oh, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> fire is hot. Well, hell's hotter. Let me tell you all, all right? Go with it, Nick. I'm going to combine what Cassie said and what Trevor said. So, um, I think the best way is to live life through the younger generation, with the younger generation. And let them see Jesus through you. Mm-hmm. Like that you have the magnifying glass shining onto Jesus. Well, um, the best example I have of this is from Kyle Alpha. I 
got rid of my small group. His name's Frank. 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 Um, he was actually just visiting. He just left yesterday. We miss you. Thank you. Um, so he's from Illinois and up there, if you don't know. It's very toxic for Christians because it, they're all yeah. about, like, um, the world and you do you mentality and that kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. And he's the outlier up there. And then it got to him. And then when he came down, he kind of lost his faith. And then when he met our friends, it kind of re-sparked the fire mm-hmm. because he saw how we all treated each other, how we all loved each other. And he noticed, mm-hmm. like, this is different from back home. Like, I want to know yeah. what's different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he was able to, like, relight the fire yeah. once, he, once he saw it. Can I use a cool analogy? Yeah. I didn't know this. The reason why the moon is bright is because it's the sun and it's the reflection of the sun. Yeah. Nice. You, you know that? You I, didn't, that? I literally heard it from a Chris Tomlin song saying, I want to be the moon of above the stars. And it talks about the sun shining on. I'm like, oh my oh, gosh. Our, our education system has failed you. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Words aren't real and the world is flat. Deal with it. Um, so, Jordan? Austin, Corey. Uh, so, I, I'm, I think, I think we've kind of all touched on like, you know, passings we've done and methods and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I'm touching on something that I'm currently doing. Uh, and, then, and then I've seen, I've seen um, yield fruit in, in other people. Um, and it's simply don't give up. Good. Um, okay. Don't give up because there'll be plenty of times where you will hit that hurdle. Mm-hmm. You will be disheartened. Um, I'm sharing this right now. Um, I won't drop any names, but um, this is currently in the works. So I, so I invited this guy to, or when this guy came to this guy and came to our NOI one night. You know, mm-hmm. it was an yeah. amazing night, and he was a, he was a great guy. Um, I text him the next day, and he's like. Hey man, to to be honest with you, I only came for a girl, oh. and um, that girl kind of sh- shot me down. So, yeah, just I'll let you know. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, "What a scrub!" I love this guy. I was like, "I was like, he's he's honest, and I can appreciate that." Mm-hmm. But if it takes a girl for you to even experience just a little bit of God's beauty, okay, I have no problem with that. But I'm not gonna give up on him. Yeah. Um, because the, what he told me that night, well, well, for her to stick with me, he's like, you know, like, you know, I was with this past church, the young adult, like the young adult, um, section kind of like let me down, almost felt betrayed by it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, with that, there has to be some truth behind that. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so despite him telling me, yeah, he wasn't really interested about, you know, actually like joining the church or whatever, whatever, whatever. He was just chasing a girl. That's fine. But I'm 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 still pursuing, still plant seeds. Yeah, exactly. Still plant those seeds. Still, yeah. still chase after him. Um, so don't give up, guys. Um, just because something that those arrange or like something those arrange your plans or things don't go the way you thought they were gonna go, um, just know God has a plan that is always superior, always greater than what you can currently see. He's seen in 4D when you're seen in 2D. Yeah. yeah. I think the main thing to take away from that, Corey's point, was that women really just distract men from God. Cassie, you <laughs> roasted, suck an egg. <laughs> no, she still has the knife, bro. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Cassie, just saying we all invited you here, so. Cassie, you know what I love Stop. Oh, my gosh. My boss hates me. What about you, Aya? Oh, I got a couple, couple like, little phrases, and I'm going to explain each phrase. No, I mean, not each phrase. Like, I'm gonna explain. Wait, what's Ira's phrase? Um, don't give up, give God. Let go, let God. Let go, let God. Potato chips. The podcast just ends there. Potato chips. I mean, let it just cuts. Go for it. Go for it.
Okay, so I have love God, live truth, share faith, and be the change you want to see in the world. So when I think about loving God and living truth, these are the characteristics that people see in you. When you love God and live truth, it's going to pour out of you. Boom. People see it. They want to they want to replicate it. And when they realize they can't replicate it, they're going to come to you. And that's the invitation because they're coming to you saying, hey, what is happening in your life that is not happening in mine? Mm-hmm. How do I get to be where you're For at? sure. You got a leak, and I want that same leak. Mm-hmm. And that goes into the next part, share faith. Don't be afraid to share <laughs> your faith. Hey, it's a different take on it, okay? I'm when Bill spills. Uh, anyways. You get to the point where you share your faith. And when they come to you, I know we did talk about where we go to them as well, but sometimes they will come to us. And when that happens, we need to be bold and sharing our faith, sharing our testimony, sharing what God has done in us and going to that part. And then lastly, you got to be the change you want to see the world. I know a lot of us, we've talked about um, My- sin of omission, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. where we're like, uh, someone else is going to do it, or the bystander effect. Yeah. And if you want... If you want there to be change, you have to be willing to change. You have to be willing to commit to it. So I'll say that's probably the last part of my little tangent is you have to be that change in the world. You have to go out there and do what you want it to happen. Mm-hmm. That's good. You got to be the Noah. All right. You got to be the Noah. Yeah. So I think with that, like, we've kind of touched base on, on everything or almost everything. You know, we've touched a lot. Um on regarding this topic and i just kind of hope i'm sorry you still have joe <laughs> yeah. bro it's been three weeks Dude, this is a whole mood i don't care what anyone says <laughs> so prayer <laughs> yeah so anyways um yeah let's just let's get right into it don't touch my head let's have let's have our guests pray for us Ooh. Ooh. okay um dear lord i just want to say thank you for getting us all here tonight to discuss this awesome topic um thank you for you know just speaking through us thank you for allowing us to share with each other um i just ask that you bless each and every one of us this as we have a great week um and that you give us um boldness courage wisdom um the right words or just you know whether it be meekness or sensitivity to your spirit, whatever we need to pour into the next generation and to feel confident in doing so. Lord, I just ask that you give each of us um, direction and guidance as we do that and to help us make it a priority because as we've discussed tonight, we know that it's important. We know um, some ways that we can do it. So I ask that you just help us taking that action step in doing that so we can continue to share your gospel. Yeah. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Wow. Kiss my hand. <laughs> yeah. 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 Relax, Cassie. <laughs> All right, close this out.